Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, January 21st, 2021. And as usual, we have a little housekeeping to do before we get started. Um, <laughs> the housekeeping is tomorrow we have a vid chat that'll be at 630 uh, U.S. Central Time. Uh, I'll, as always, I'll be in there a couple hours early for our little pre-chat banter and so on and so forth. Please remember to get your questions and comments in today before I go to bed, whenever that is, um, so that I can get the questions and comments printed out for tomorrow. Now, tomorrow, this vid chat is the normal format. Next week, a week from tomorrow, we have our first sort of short vid chat, the quick fireside chat. If you want to submit questions for that one, that is already up in the members area. So post your questions and comments in the comments area so that people can actually see them. Remember, it's first come, first serve. It'll be a three-hour vid chat. And whenever the three hours comes up, that's the cutoff point. So... Uh, get your comments in. Try to keep them short. Uh, the other vid chats are where we go more in depth and so on and so forth. So anyway, that's tomorrow. Now, the next bit of housekeeping is for those of you who I know are going to ask, the answer is no, I didn't watch it. <laughs> in fact, I refuse. Um, it's it's so over the top. It's it's unreal. So um, I, no, I didn't watch it. But we do have an article today that I think is very interesting because it's already apparently beginning, and we'll find out what it is in a minute here. The day before what I didn't watch, which would be Tuesday, <laughs> the American state of Missouri is considering a bill in the state legislature. And this article appeared just today, okay? I found this in my email box, and I read it, and I thought, whoa, that didn't take very long at all. <laughs> so anyway, I, I'm noticing in the chat room lots of people saying that they didn't watch it either. <laughs> so... No, I just, you know, at a certain point, you just have to say, go your way and, and attempt to do what you're going to do. Anyway, the article is titled, and listen to the title very carefully, and I'm going to end up reading a lot of this article. In fact, I'm going to read about a page and a half right from the top and then cut to the end of the article. So you're hearing almost the entire article, and then I'll give you my... Um, my guess as to what this might be indicating uh, in the context. So here we go, folks. Missouri committee holds hearing on bill to take all take on all federal gun control, past, present, and future. That's the title of the article. It is Dateline Jefferson City, Missouri. That's the state capital for those of you overseas. Uh, dateline January 20th, 2021. In other words, yesterday, uh, this is what was going on <laughs> in Jefferson City, Missouri, uh, as a lot of us were not watching. <laughs> okay. 
Manuel Barroso says, hello from Portugal, the country of the lying politicians. Well, Portugal doesn't have a monopoly on lying politicians, Manuel. <laughs> we got them here, too. All right, here we go. Quote, listen carefully to this, folks. This, this could be either a one-off, which I don't think it is, or this could be a signal of something coming. All right. Quote, on Tuesday, a Missouri Senate committee held a hearing on a bill that would take on federal gun control, past, present, and future. Passage into law would represent a major step toward ending federal acts that infringe on the right to keep and bear arms within the state. Senator Eric Burleson, a Republican of Battlefield filed Senate Bill 39 on December 1st, that would be last year, titled the Second Amendment Preservation Act. The legislation would ban any entity or person, including any public officer or employee of the state and its political subdivisions from enforcing any past, present, or future future federal acts, laws, executive orders, administrative orders, court orders, rules, regulations, statutes, or ordinances that infringe on the right to keep and bear arms. On Wednesday, the Senate General Laws Committee held a hearing on the bill. Burleson testified, predicting that President-elect Joe Biden's administration, I prefer to call him Biden-Nenko, that President-elect Joe Biden-Nenko's administration will push for gun control and, quote, gun bans directly, magazine bans, attacks on private gun manufacturers, red flag laws and restrictions on individual citizens from buying firearms, Burleson said. Nobody testified in opposition to the bill, but according to the Missouri Net, there was a written testimony opposing the measure. A similar bill, House Bill 85, is awaiting its first hearing in the House General Laws Committee. The bill includes a detailed definition of actions that qualify as infringement, including but not limited to taxes and fees on firearms, firearm accessories, ammunition not common to all other goods and services that would have a chilling effect on the purchase or ownership of those items by law-abiding citizens, registration and tracking schemes applied to firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition that would have a chilling effect, any act forbidding the possession, ownership, or use or transfer of a firearm, firearm accessory, or ammunition by law-abiding citizens, any act ordering the confiscation of firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition from law-abiding citizens, and so on. The proposed law defines law-abiding citizen as, quote, a person who is not otherwise precluded under state law from possessing a firearm, unquote. Under the proposed law, infringement on the right to keep and bear arms would include, listen to this, the National Firearms Act of 1934 and the Gun Control Act of 1968 and President Trump's bump stock ban, proposed federal red flag laws, and any future gun control schemes implemented by the federal government. The legislation includes a provision 
that would allow anybody who violates the law and knowingly deprives somebody of their right to keep and bear arms as defined by the law to be sued for damages in civil court. Sovereign, official, or qualified immunity shall not be an affirmative defense in such actions. The bill also includes provisions that would apply to federal agents who knowingly enforce or attempt to enforce any of the infringing acts identified in the law or who give material aid and support to such enforcement efforts. Under the proposed law, they would, quote, be permanently ineligible to serve as law enforcement officers or to supervise law enforcement officers for the state or any sub political subdivision of the state, unquote. This would also apply to state or local law enforcement agents working with federal task forces or deputized by federal agencies. In other words, Missouri law enforcement officers who cooperate with the feds in a violation of a person's right to keep and bear arms would lose their jobs and never be able to work in Missouri law enforcement again. The federal government relies heavily on state cooperation to implement and enforce almost all of its laws, regulations, and acts, including gun control. Now, I, I want to read that one again in case you missed it. And it's true. For those of you overseas who don't really get how the American system works, this is quite true. Listen again. The federal government relies heavily on state cooperation to implement and enforce almost all of its laws, regulations, and acts, including gun control. By simply withdrawing this necessary cooperation, states and localities can nullify many federal actions in effect. As noted, as noted by the National Governors Association during the partial government shutdown of 2013, States are partners with the federal government on most federal programs, unquote. Okay? And incidentally, uh, this is all based, they're saying, on James Madison's advice for states and individuals in the Federalist Paper number 46, a, quote, refusal to cooperate with officers of the union, unquote, represents an extremely effective method to bring down federal gun control measures because most enforcement actions rely on help, support, and leadership from state and local governments. Now, I'm skipping a few paragraphs all the way to the end here. Simply put, the federal government cannot force states to implement or enforce any federal act or program. The anti-commandeering doctrine, this, this doctrine is where the federal government attempts to come in and command and take under its own jurisdiction the officers, the law enforcement officers of a state and place them under federal jurisdiction to enforce federal regulation or law, okay? Now, the anti-commandeering doctrine is based primarily on five Supreme Court cases dating back to 1842 to Prince versus United States, which is the 1842 case. Quote, and this is the Supreme Court in 1842, quote, we held in New York that Congress cannot compel the states to enact or enforce a federal regulatory program. Today, we hold that Congress cannot circumvent that prohibition by conscripting the state's officers directly. 
The federal government may neither issue directives requiring the states to address particular problems nor command the state's officers or those of their political subdivisions to administer or enforce a federal regulatory program. It matters not whether policymaking is involved and no case-by-case weighing of the burdens or benefits is necessary. Such commands are fundamentally incompatible with our constitutional system of dual sovereignty, unquote. And that's the article. Now, notice that this is happening rather quickly. Now, Missouri, incidentally, did consider a bill like this a couple years ago. But what I find interesting now is you're, you're seeing <coughs> a state taking preemptive action against what it is assuming is going, going to be the direction, so to speak, of the federal government in the incoming Biden and co-administration. Um, my guess is, with all of the other talk out there, we see bills, uh, pardon me, uh, referenda for secession being circulated by state legislators in the state of Texas and so on. Uh, my guess is you are witnessing the beginning. And this is a guess, folks. I could be flat dead out wrong. We've seen these politicians collapse and cave before. But my guess is, is you are seeing now the beginnings of something that I don't think is going to be turned back. And I'll tell you why. Under the Trump administration, you recall that there were certain states, Nutty Fornia leading the pack, where they were simply defying federal orders to shut down sanctuary cities and so on and so forth. Well, again, California was under no obligation, according to the anti-commandeering doctrine, to do that. Okay, So now, in other words, the shoe's on the other foot. I think you're going to see this sort of response by states growing and probably growing rather dramatically in the next, uh, let's say, five to ten years, in other words, the next decade. Uh, I think you're, you're going to see more and more actions like this by the states. In other words, something is beginning here, in my opinion, that could be leading to a de facto, if not de jure, to a de facto crack up of the union. We've already seen it. You know, we saw this throughout the tail end of the Obama administration, through the Trump administration. We've seen uh, the country and various states going their own way, oftentimes in defiance of the administration that's in power in Swampington, D.C., and I suspect it's only going to increase. The other difficulty is, you know, um, you have one political party now in control of all the levers of government, and it may resort to overreach, and that will only exacerbate states considering measures like this. Now, the other thing I need to bring to your attention is I am not aware of any similar bill like this working their way through other state legislature, uh, legislatures, but I rather suspect you're going to see them starting soon, okay? That's, that's my best guess. And again, folks, I could be 100% wrong. This, I, this type of um, 
state pushback, I think, is going to spread if it continues in the United States. I think it's going to spread across the border into Canada. And uh, it, for those countries in Europe that have similar sorts of federal arrangements, Germany, for example, uh, I think you're going to see similar things beginning to happen there as well. So this is a trend that may be worth watching. I brought it to your attention. I just got this today, and I thought I was going through my emails trying to decide what uh, to talk about on uh, the news and views, and I saw this, and I said, I've got to talk about that. Uh, there's other news out there that I'll be blogging about uh, next week. One of them is, if you haven't heard, there's been a big explosion at a vaccine, a COVID vaccine manufacturing plant in India, which I think is rather interesting. So anyway, that's all the stuff going on out there. Uh, don't forget, we have the vid chat tomorrow. Uh, Red in the Valley says it already has uh, begun. Um, Joe Mama says red states see uh, Biden Enco as illegitimate. Well, I, you know, I don't know about illegitimate um, in the sense of legality, but in terms of, uh, in terms of, of just basic ethics and, and morality, yeah, I, I don't think he's a legitimate fellow. But, you know, what you need when you're going to pull off something like that is a weak man with no character. <laughs> and they certainly picked that. Um, yeah, uh, Sandra Sword in the chat room says that the plant in India was making the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine. That's right. I read that, uh, as well. And, uh, that's, that's it. But, um, um, I think, I think it's going to be, um, a trend that we can watch. Uh, the difference, uh, Mark Thrasher has a very good question. He says, 30 nations, three nations or 30 nations in North America, what difference does it make? It makes a lot of difference from a financial point of view, uh, Mr. Thrasher. And I think ultimately that's what's going on here. Remember, the U.S. federal government has stacked up enormous amounts of debt. And uh, one way to walk away from that debt is to get out of the union. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, I think that's I think that's also in play. But anyway, um, well, in Germany, I know that they won't they won't uh, they won't take a, any similar measure. But uh, there's other kinds of overreach going on in Germany that I think eventually is going to backfire. But we'll see. You know, you could be right. It, it, this could be another big nothing burger. You know that. They, they hype up all of this stuff that they are planning and, you know, they don't uh, show any testicular fortitude <laughs> in the long run. Anyway, don't forget, tomorrow we have the vid chat, 6.30 U.S. Central Time. I'll be in there a little early. Get your vid chat questions and comments in to me, please, before the end of the day, before I hit the sack, whenever that is. So, you know, I'm... I know that's a movable goalpost, but um, that's just my way of making sure you, you get your questions and comments in so I have time to print them out tonight, go through them, look through them, organize them, and so on. All right, folks, it's going to be a bumpy year. I can tell already. <laughs> Fasten your seatbelts. We'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye. God bless.